Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and mayoral elections. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with the voice of Lake Forest High School basketball football lacrosse chess team. Skew, woo, woo, woo. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of Longboat Key, Florida. Experience their shark beach fishing, kayak tours, and fossil hunting. Go to SharkGuyOutdoors.com and schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parnell get a free market analysis now at ForestBluffRealEstate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow, their cannabis cult center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich. They focus on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest's own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. Paul Ham candidate for Lake Forest Mayor April 4th, 2023. He's a lifetime resident of Lake Forest, licensed professional engineer in Illinois, registered energy professional in Chicago, Purdue electrical engineering graduate, BSEE 1979, commodity trader for over 40 years. He's running on the issues of stopping the plastic grass in Lake Forest parks. So every 10 years, the plastic field needs to be replaced because of deterioration and wear. Email paul.hammond.pe at gmail.com. We'd also like to say that we're thankful for our patron supporters. Reverend Lupac from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, Dan Rogers, and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broad Stop in Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern, Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Walker, how you doing, Scoop? Morning, Pete. How are you? Beautiful Looks Saturday. <laughs> uh, yeah, beautiful Saturday. A uh, <laughs> lot of lot of heavy wet snow we had on Thursday. <laughs> and a shoveling. <laughs> we'll see if it really comes down. Everybody knows hard to shovel. Don't 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 want a heart grabber. Hey, who do we have next to us here, uh, Scoo? We have Joe Weiss, recent mover to the Lake Forest. Joe Weiss, thank you for coming on, my friend. Welcome, Joe. Thanks, guys. I feel now, like um, you know the. Uh, I'm just you. Know, you've got this podcast going about Lake Forest, and I've only lived here less than a year, so I feel like uh, Ross Perot's running mate in that debate uh, years ago. <laughs> Who am I? Why am I here? Come on, he, <laughs> he had a he had a rough he had a rough go of it. So, Admiral Joe Stockdale. <laughs> yeah, Stockdale. In fact, I got his book up on the shelf up there. Good uh, man, <laughs> good, good, good man. So, so Joe Weiss, uh, Scoo's been around Lake Forest forever. I'm getting. I don't think I'm a newcomer anymore. Am I, Scoo? Can I, I be? Like, I pushed you aside. <laughs> can, can I be in grade school? Still out. Jury's still out. All right, depends. Depends on how the show goes. And Joe's like less than a year here, and how Ju- Joe and I got to know each other. You know, we have no fact checkers on the show, Joe. And 
I put some facts out on the interweb, and you were kind enough to explain to me that I got it incorrect. Uh, one of the things I got wrong, because, you know, we are the truth of Lake Forest. We have a mayoral election, and we have one candidate that I thought donated over 400 grand to the Democratic Party, and I was incorrect. I was incorrect by over $600,000. Is that true, Joe? Yeah, if you take um, the records from the Illinois State Board of Elections, which is all the state and local candidates, and then the records from the Federal Election Commission, which is any federal office, you know, congressman, U.S. senator, president, um, add that together, she's donated over a million dollars to either the Democratic Party itself or to Democratic candidates. And it's it's a who's who. Of, right. of the Democratic Party. Um, you know, we've. Um, well, you the know, first thing is. If you want to get into some of the names here. and I've, Well, I've no, we'll get into it. But there, I want to. You corrected me on the figure, number one. Then I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Well, number one, he's right. But how do you know so much? What's your background, Joe? Oh, my background. So a few things. Um, I um, I grew up in the Niles Township area, Skokie, Morton Grove, um, went to Niles North back when we played Lake Forest in the North Suburban Conference in the 80s, Scoo. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I interned, I, I interned for Governor Thompson back in the day. And when I was in, I went to Loyola University and got involved there and got in on his uh, last campaign. And then uh, Governor Edgar, uh, Judy Bartopinka, um, Leslie Munger, Bruce Rauner, a uh, lot of moderate Republican uh, people, Bob Dold. I readily admit, you know, you had guests on last week uh, uh, about the referendum. I readily admit I'm a Republican. I'm not going to talk about the referendum. That was last week's show. So we're going to talk about the mayoral race. And but as a trust, I was a village trustee in Morton Grove for four years. And then I was on the district 219 Niles Township High School Board of Education for eight years. Um, so I've been involved both as a candidate and an office holder, as well as in the political campaigns and in the, and in public policy with, you know, Comptroller Munger, Comptroller Topinka before she passed away, um, the governors that I mentioned as well. So, um, you know, I so I followed this stuff and I, I knew right away. I mean, and, and there's no trade secret here. Anyone can go to the Federal Election Commission website and look up campaign donations. You can go to the State Board of Election website and look up the state and local. There are a few websites out there like Open Secrets that then kind of try and put the two together. But I like to go to the original source on it. And so that's where I got the uh, information. And I just it blew me away seeing how you know someone saying they're running for mayor as a nonpartisan, as an independent that they'll be bipartisan when they're mayor and if they gave over a million dollars to one party to be fair i think she's taking the nonpartisan out of her material well i think we kind of call her on that <laughs> you know look when i was when i was a trustee in morton grove way back in the in yeah. 99 to 03 our mayor at the time uh, Dan Scanlon, uh, late great Dan Scanlon, was a Democrat. Okay, and we kind of had—we didn't call it the caucus. We had a thing called the Action Party, which they made it a 
kind of an informal unwritten rule that they'd have people from both parties involved. They didn't want to get too partisan. I worked great with Dan. Um, he and and I'd like to think he worked well with me. Um, so he, uh, you know, uh, so I don't have a problem with, I'm not against Democrats. I'm a very moderate Republican. You heard the names that I mentioned of the people I've worked for. These are people that did very well in Lake Forest yeah. when they were on the ballot. Um, you know, so I, I just, I, but I'm troubled that someone can come in to office. And I, I don't know any of these candidates. I'm not part of the caucus. So I guess technically as a resident, I am. I wish I had known about that when they had that big meeting, I would have gone. Right. Um, but I, I was still unpacking boxes, so I kind of missed that. I'll go next time, I guess. Um, but, you know, the um, I, I was troubled by, uh, you know, that there would be someone coming in really tipping the scales um, on the partisanship level. Like I said, she has, I, I've not met any of them, but they, they all seem like nice people. Um, but I... I have an issue with someone that heavily partisan, particularly this is Lake, this is Lake Forest. This is not Evanston. This is not Chicago. Um, right. This is not, you know, this is not even Highland Park, um, where their mayor is very partisan, appeared in the governor's reelection campaign commercials. Um, I think Lake Forest is a very bipartisan community. Yes, yeah, some Democrats have done well um, here, but the, the names that I mentioned have done well as well. So um, how do I, as, and, and I think the vast majority of residents are probably more like SKU where they're independents. They're not, they don't identify as a Democrat or a Republican. And that, that's how do they feel with having their, the leader of their community be so in your face to one party, whether it's the Democrat party or the Republican party. You know, um, Dick Uline lives in Lake Forest. I'm sure if he was running for mayor, that the, these same issues would come up with all the money he's given to Republicans. Um, so, you know, I, I well, think the, it's a fair question to ask. Well, people are afraid to ask because nobody wants to make waves. So there, yeah. people, just, you know, <laughs> there's fear, uncertainty and doubt from both sides. And from... From somebody giving a million dollars, let's just say a good chunk went to Kim Fox, who Prue Beidler's daughter-in-law had a job working for, you know, whatever. The, the reason why it's such a big issue that people are telling me about it is because they're worried about public safety because we have people hopping on the trains coming to Lake Forest. I don't know if anybody have seen, you know, a lot more stranger people around town. But they're they're coming in town. If they do something, then you have uh, is it Eric Reinhardt? Yeah, he's Aaron? Kim Fox. I mean Kim Fox Jr. Yeah. <laughs> so Lake County State's Attorney. Yeah. So that's what people. That's the number one thing that people are worried about on the public safety issue. If if you spend that much money working with those people, are you going to slowly turn Lake Forest into Chicago? Now, Scoo, I know you're going to say never, never going to happen, but I think we're jumping to a, uh, a fearing uh, answer to, you know, the mayoral election in Lake Forest that, uh, you know, we're going to be overcome by crime in Lake Forest. I doubt it. No, we're probably, you're right, Scoo. But we have, yeah, I know. Lake Forest is not an island either. 
No, um, there was, no. There was and, just and, a and, and you know, people have been coming up, you know, for the last X amount of years, stealing cars and all that. That's that's a whole, you know, rampant on the North Shore, not just like Forest. Um, sure. You know, so I, I guess, you know. Well, well, people Is it still are... going to happen. I mean, it was just there was just happen. a carjacking in Libertyville, right? Um, not too long ago, and that could very easily happen, unfortunately. Sure. Um, in in our community, I mean, um, and I think the concern, you know, again, I, I talked about the the overwhelming partisanship, but the Kim Fox donations, where she gave a total of about almost around fifteen thousand dollars to Kim Fox, uh, she's literally the only resident of Lake Forest to have given money to Kim Fox's campaign, who's the Cook County State's Attorney, and we're here in Lake County. Um, it, it, it begged the question why, but now I think we're getting to know why. But she gave money both to Kim Fox's election in 2016, as well as Kim Fox's re-election in 2020. So I, I know there's been some people out there uh, online saying, oh, I talked to Prue about this and she was disappointed in, in Kim, she thought Kim Fox would reduce crime and um, she's been very disappointed in her. Well, all well, she's afraid of her stuff. kids in the city. Public yeah, safety. All the bad stuff about the about Kim Fox came out before her re-election. You know, she was elected in 16 basically against Anita, Anita Alvarez because of the Laquan McDonald shooting um, and how that was handled by the state's attorney's office. But then, um, you know, so Fox gets in there and is just a, an absolute disaster as state's attorney. Um, and only got reelected because she had a D next to her name. And many Democrats refused to endorse her when she ran for reelection. If it hadn't been that presidential election with the whole, you know, Biden Trump battle on the top of the ballot, she might have lost. Um, if it had been just, you know, if, if, if the election had been about Kim Fox and her opponent um, in 2020, she might have lost. She, she did 20 points worse than all the other Cook County Democrats. But back to Lake Forest here, she's, you know, if you talk to any law enforcement officer, I don't have I don't have friends in the Lake Forest Police Department, but I have friends in several other police departments, including Chicago. And you're not going to find a, you're, you'd be hard pressed to find a police officer that likes Kim Fox or thinks it's, you know, has any respect for Kim Fox because they don't feel she respects them. Suddenly you've got a mayor. You know, and I understand that the mayor's role is different than the mayor in other cities. It's rather limited, though. She doesn't seem to portray that in her campaign ads. She's going to do all these things for Lake Forest. But when you call her on something like this, they're like, oh, well, the mayor has nothing to do with that. Well, she's trying to have it both ways. But how are the how are the men and women of the Lake Forest police going to feel if the leader of their community uh, supported the election and re-election of Kim Fox, who is one of the most disliked uh people by law enforcement today, and understandably so. So, I mean, and, and now it's coming well, up. I, I think, I think you're going to have, uh, she has no, the mayor has no power over crime prevention or anything in Lake Forest. Let, let's, you know, again, right. let's separate out. <laughs> kind of like we were doing last week, kind of bringing other communities in, into Lake Forest and saying this is how it should be. Well, I mean, she doesn't have any power, if she were to even win. There's no power in the mayor's office except for, you know, PR as well as uh, running the city council meeting and casting well, a vote on a tie. Right. When there's a tie. 
But you're right. You're absolutely right, Scoop. But the mayor of Highland Park doesn't have any power either. But Nancy Rotering has turned that into a, a very partisan job. And actually, you know, technically, the mayor of Chicago doesn't. I mean, the mayor of Chicago has more power than than the mayor of Lake Forest, no question. But the mayor, the mayor of Chicago can't do anything unless the city council does it. That said, the mayor, whoever it is, by by virtue of their prominence, has well, the hold on. Scoo, correct, and, and, correct. and Prue Beidler herself in her campaign ads talks about how she's going to bring this to Lake Forest and do that for Lake Forest and all that. So, but then when these issues come up and you call her on it, her or her supporters say, Oh, well, the mayor has nothing to do with that. So she's trying. She's trying to have it both ways. She's trying to say, I'm running for mayor, and she's spending $100,000 uh, of her own money for uh, uh, an office that has no power, as you just said, or little power. I want to get um, to that. But then she's promising the moon and the, the sun to everyone. Yeah. Scoop, correct me. The power, the only thing that Prue or Randy could do is, if they wanted to, is reject all the people that they don't like that the caucus puts in front of them. Is that correct? So they could populate they could. boards and commissions with people they that could. they want. So if that would happen, let's just say you populated worst case scenario, all Democrat or whatever, there could be some policy changes. Don't you think? No. I, I mean, again, we're, we, we kind of jump from how, what's going on to like, Oh my God, the world's going to end. If Prue Bidler's mayor. It, and it's not. I mean, the uniqueness about Lake Forest is that it runs on a caucus system, different from Highland Park, different from Chicago, different. And, you know, the nice thing about it is the, this caucus, you know, it has its warts like everything, but um, support and they populate these boards and commissions. And we elect, you know, the representation the the four wards the people in there to represent the community when they're interviewing and all this so yeah there is you know opportunity to you know have more republicans and democrats but you know that the whole I, idea I, around this is when you say there's no power there is power in that that's all i'm saying not really that, when you check your your partisanship it that's the pro the process is if the people that are on the commission, the um, committee do their job the right way. You know, you don't have this stuff, and that's the beauty of it. And you know, stuff like Prue, it's an anomaly. She didn't get her way, and you know, now she's you know spending all her money to you know try to get elected to a position that you know I don't even think she understands what it is. And that's can the funniest part about it is that uh, you know the first question I would ask is why. Would you spend so much of your own money? I don't care if you have money or not to take this, be in this position, you know, and, oh, I want to do this. And I mean, she back and forth on every topic. She has an answer for every wrong thing she said. And, you know, it's it's just not a, uh, you know, that's the prop. I think the, the strength of the caucus is weeding people like her out. And you know what? Weed her out to run against and you know, well, unfortunately, we did. They weeded Kathy Waldeck out for proof. Joe, well, you're going to say that, something? Yeah, you know, everyone has their warts, Pete. You know that yeah. more than anyone. I, I get what it, happens? But the so I, I had someone day. contact me about um, saying, and again, I, I'm new to all this, so school, you're you're the the best expert here. But someone said to me that if 
they've heard from several council members that if Prue gets on, get, gets elected, that they're going to resign and then Prue is going to appoint the new council. I don't know. Does that, is that? No, that's all, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know anyone that would, why, you know, resign from Alderman because of a mayor that has no power wielding over them. I mean, it just, and then I said, the aldermen have, there's, you know, aldermen coming in, aldermen going out in a, a year or so. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it all well, comes down to the process. I mean. Yeah. But what's happened, what's happened as a result of Prue's candidacy is she's injected this whole um, partisan tone to it and this whole uh, spending. I mean, she's elevated the cost of, of, of serving in this, um, you know, voluntary $10 a year position that has limited power. She's elevated the cost of that to where, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be able to run down the road if this, if that continues. And, and like I said, she, yeah, she's yeah, no, no, that's, that's not true. I mean, uh, again, um, that's not true because you, when you go through the process, if you raise your hand to volunteer and so you may raise your hand to be mayor or, someone comes knocking at your door and say, hey, why don't you run for mayor? The cost issue is not an issue when you get go through the process and get nominated like Randy did the right way through right. the caucus. You're not spending. that. The, the spend comes from the caucus, and that's the community, whether donating money or not. The expense is on the person that says, you know what, I'm going to run against it because I think this is bullshit, and I didn't get my way, so I'm going to run – so God bless you, run, but no one's supporting you financially except yourself. And you have to go drum up those people. But now, she's jacked up. She's she's forced the caucus to raise and spend a lot more money. I mean, we. Yeah, that's a misnomer. Caucus, anytime there's a contested election with the caucus, money becomes, they have to raise money too. And that's the whole idea behind right. the community donating money to the caucus along the way. So they have money in the coffer, so to speak, when there is a contested election. And not, typically there's not contested elections because the process works. But, you know, when there is, you know, sometimes you got people running, you know, against a mayor, mayoral candidate like we have here. Crew is unique because there's rarely someone that's run that supports the caucus for her entire life and then doesn't get her way and then runs against. And you have people that, you know, like Paul Hammond. You get people like that all the time that say, I want to run against, you know, the caucus for whatever reason. And, you know, that's you got to come up with your own money to do that. And, you know, it, it's like well, yard signs. I don't see so, Paul Hammond so yard the, he doesn't want to spend the money. We, we took yeah, half the, the show. Only money he spent is sponsoring this show here. So no. <laughs> I think one of your sponsors. But, yeah. no, so, it's support. <laughs> it's support. Support. Excuse me. Sorry. Thank you. So, okay. So that's the partisanship thing. So to, to Prue's credit, she took the nonpartisanship thing out. So credit to Prue. Because she got called on it. Well, well she's not Prue. partisan. Let's be honest. You know, there's a process called the caucus committee that is tries to be as partisan as possible. Yeah. When you deviate outside of that and you still try to couple yourself to partisanship and say you're independent you're not independent right she's clearly a chosen party and you know she's trying to lie to people by saying she's independent and she's not right well, and that's and that's why 
I wanted to bring all of her donations to light. Like I said, the vast majority of residents of Lake Forest are not Democrats. They're either Republicans or they're independents. So, you know, and to have someone so hyper-partisan in their campaign donations, a million dollars to, you know, Kim Fox and to Madigan and well, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter, but it does to many residents. It, it's up. No, I feel. Yeah. I mean, it's I, and like I said, if, if Dick Uline was running for mayor of Lake Forest, you'd hear the exact same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I get it. So, well, look, people are talking about this and I gave Prue credit for saying she's not nonpartisan anymore. I'm going to slam her again because. Third text I've sent you, I asked you for a comment on the donations after the Kim Fox thing, cricket. So all I can do is go by what people tell me and allegedly. Well, you're, you're, not, you're, you're sending it to the wrong person. You have to send it to her, uh, you know, team of people that. Are well, Senator Garrett. Yeah, let's talk about Senator Garrett, because allegedly. Well, actually, it's not allegedly. I've seen one instance of this where uh, the two of them go into a. Uh, storefront and if they see randy tack sign in the window i was i heard the yelling and then when i heard what happened afterwards the term boycott was br brought up several times uh that if the sign didn't come randy tack sign didn't come up come down that they would boycott the business and these small businesses they're like hey man i don't want no trouble and then they some of them just go in the corner I don't think if that's true, allegedly, if that's true, that's I, I love Chicago to get away from that stuff. Why does Chicago seem to be following? It's, you know, when you when I first heard about this from you, Pete, it's really disappointing to hear that someone like Senator Garrett would stoop that low. I could see random people that, you know, playing this, the whole sign games and the stealing signs and all that. Those of us that really that worked in politics, Good. we kind of laugh about the signs. It's like, okay, you know, if we spend as much time worrying about other parts of the campaign that are much more productive in getting votes than signs, whatever. But I'm really, if what is true is, if what is said is true, yeah, it's really disappointing to hear that someone, a former member of the of the state legislature. Uh, particularly one that now is involved in a group that's supposed to be bipartisan, that, that the Center for Politics or whatever it's called that she's part of, um, would stoop to that level. Um, what I would say to the business owners is look at the history of boycotts, both from the left and the right over things. They don't work. All right. So what happens is if you have a good product. Yeah. And also, here's what happens, though. If 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 Prude's supporters were to come out and say, I'm going to boycott this, we're going to boycott this business. You know what's going to happen? Randy Tax supporters are going to patronize that business yeah. like there's no tomorrow. It's like when they boycotted Chick-fil-A or when the when the conservatives boycotted Starbucks. It doesn't yeah. work. All right. So yeah. every business owner should feel free to do whatever they want, put whatever sign they want up or don't or put up, you know, Morton Grove, some of them used to put up both signs, some of them put up none, whatever. But people shouldn't feel intimidated. And if it's true that Senator, Senator Garrett is doing that, it's very disappointing, number one. And number two, it highlights and underscores that here's nonpartisan proof 
getting, you know, she's getting endorsed and backed and maybe even sign pushing by by a, a Democrat state legislator. I mean, come on. Well, again, Cruz trying to have it both ways on, on that, on the partisan issue. But back to the sign issue, it's just it's really disappointing if this is true. Scoo, have well, you heard anything? True. It is true. I mean, okay. Pete, you saw it firsthand. I, I, I saw it at Gerhardt's. Yeah, yeah I mean, very it's, it's not a rumor. It's a fact. Okay. Then it's really it, the rumor it is, is that she did it to another business. And if that's true, Several. I mean, you know, doing it once, I mean, you've done it. It's been proven. It's fact that she did it. I mean, it's, you know, people need to understand. And unfortunately, people uh, in the community are they're rallying behind Prue are believing that her her shenanigans are you know, the right thing. And they, they're not, edu they're not educating themselves on the process. For example, the, you know, the big email she sent out to encourage everyone to come out and vote at the caucus meet and greet for the slate of candidates, you know, that that's spun that to complete uh, falsehood on the fact that, you know, the people spoke because she emailed 200 of her friends to come out and vote against the slate. And that the people have spoken, that's not true. That's not a binding vote. It never was. It was a, the vote is to approve the process that was completed by the caucus. But, you know, according to her, you know, she was slighted, you know. And so it, it, it starts from there. And it's the education and understanding of how our community works. Unfortunately, people don't want to. And there are people out there that are, you know, don't appreciate the caucus process and have issues with it, which is fine. But at the end of the day, that's how we operate. And, you know, people can run against the slate any time they want. But, you know, the way she's going about it, she's lying. She's spinning truths to people that aren't willing to understand what really happened. And, you know, it's, it's just and she's got expert politicians like Susan Garrett helping her spin the lies. And that's all it is. I mean, it's it's lies. <laughs> School, have you seen this before, though? Like threatening a business to take down a sign? In Lake Forest, no. Joe, but what about never, you at Glenn? But we've never had a contested election where somebody has felt completely slighted by a process that she supported for years upon years and a process that got her to an alderman spot. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and now because for the third time in a row, she's been turned down by three separate caucuses, you know, she feels like, you know, she's been spurned, but no, this has never happened. I mean, I, you get people that run against the process because they have an issue. I, I hate to say Paul Hammond, but he has issues with certain things that have happened in the community. So he's running. Well, yeah, that's great. But, um, you know, go through it. Why didn't you go through the process? Didn't want to. That's fine. You can run. But Prue is using the process that helped her get to, you know, I was mayor or I was alderman. Well, you're alderman because of the process you support. Now you're going against it and cheating it. And that's, Randy Tack was, was an alderman, too. Right. Huh? So. Randy Tack was an alderman. Yeah, Randy too, Tack so. was an alderman with Prue, and you know, play the tape. How she yeah, just raves about you, and it's a little bit what Bob said. You would, you would, I, I could count on you 
getting me to look at things from a different point of view. And I think having the opportunity to have somebody you can really rely on to go, but, you know, <laughs> or have we considered, and you're really good at that. And I think you also, and I would say with Bob, very thoughtful and often quite unique perspectives. And Randy worked incredibly hard on the pension conversation uh, and brought some real insights to that that are <coughs> enormously valuable and we will, we will think of as we watch that line not, not cross. Is there has never been any question in any of our minds of your utter commitment to the community and your, your ability to express it in your own, absolutely, I'll say it again, unique way, but you've added enormous value to our discussion and I thank you for that. Thank you about how great an alderman and a mentor w when he came off the cock or the council. And this is a question that is, you know, continues to be uh, a missing and, you know, should it be or not? Randy Tack was a better alderman than Prue was. Randy Tack was asked to lead committees while he was alderman. Prue wasn't. Prue was asked to co-chair or co-lead committees. That's a big difference. As School, an alderman, you know, can, and, can, can, you, and can you tell me if this better, is true or not? Yeah. On Prue being an alderman or whatever these things, she would uh, rally really hard to, to lead these things. And then once she got appointed to them, she disappeared. Well, I don't, I don't know how true Meaning like is, not, but... not showing up or well, yeah, that's I mean, one of those. That, that, that's why, you know, Prue's strength, if there is one, is fundraising. She's a good fundraiser and has been. And she, it's been proven. She's not a good leader. And that's that's, you know, again, the process warts or whatever. You know, Kathy Waldeck, you know, I know you know she was, was a good candidate, but something happened in the interview process along the way, just like, you know. Everything else that occurs and, you know, Prue somehow got through the, the the chain of command, but you gotta understand, you know, here's another thing that Prue did. You know, these aldermen, when they're being moved along, or not aldermen, but when you're running for mayor and all, you're asked a question by the caucus. You know, if you don't get the nod, are you gonna run against the caucus? And and that's a weeding process, to be honest with you. You know what Prue said? No, I'm not gonna run against the caucus. So she lied to them. Uh, yeah, she lied to them. And her the you know, whole basis, be, you know. And who knows what the interview, you know, questions were with Kathy? I thought Kathy would have been a, a fabulous candidate. But who knows at the time what that pro right. what questions were asked? And the caucus felt Prue was better. But, but Prue said, "Yeah, if I don't get it, I'm going to run." She wouldn't have been moved up. Her so, whole basis for part of the basis for her on. running was if i'm not mistaken you guys correct you correct me if i'm wrong but she put in there she was disappointed to learn that no women were slated right for um for office whether it be for mayor or for um city council um you know and i'm all for bringing more women into government and politics if, you know i think i but the one of the women i worked for judy bartopinka who would have been the first female governor of Illinois and was running against a guy who later wound up in jail. Um, Prue Beidler wrote a check to Rod Blagojevich. So when I hear Prue Beidler talking about wanting more women in government, I call BS. Well, because when you had a check, and I, I get it's a little different, Scoo, 
But when you had a chance to, to, to elect arguably the most liberal Republican in the history of Illinois, Judy Bartopinka, against a guy who was already under investigation in 2006, again, this is all, I know this is almost 20 years ago, but Prue stood with Rod Blagojevich, not Judy Bartopinka. So I call BS. She wants, she wants more women in government that she agrees with. And, well, and, and, I, I, I and her, and maybe this is her, but you know, whatever. I, I just, I, I, I call I would, BS on that. I, I would say that, um, you know, Prue's not, it, let's just put it this way. I, I mean, and I've said this, I've liked Prue, I've worked with her, lovely lady and all that, but um, she could not successfully run for mayor on her own without her handlers. And she's listening to the wrong people that have their own agendas. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of the definition of a leader, I think, is that if you can't, you know, speak for yourself, she's not speaking for herself, because if she was, you know, her, I think her biggest struggle is, is she wholeheartedly supports the caucus process. And she shares that because she says, oh, well, I'm, you know, if I were elected mayor, I'm just not going to get rid of the caucus. I'm going to work with them. She wholeheartedly believes in it, but she's got people surrounding her that, number one, feel the caucus slighted them in some way. Or number two, a, a politician, ex-politician, who some seemingly, it seems like, wants to be back in the game. And, you know, is taking a stance like the, the woman issue, which it shouldn't be. There should be no gender specific it's like the best qualified person and the beauty about the caucus is it does take out um is it a man or a woman it's the best person that's why you have everyone interview and ask questions and you know the best person comes out and guess what this round randy was the best person they felt could run as mayor so but but people are telling her no. This is the time to insert yourself as you know. It's time for a woman, which I think is shameful that that has even been talked about by her and her her camp. I'd I'd respect Prue more if she just said vote for me because I'm a Democrat and I'm a female. I can respect that. All this other stuff, the gamesmanship, I I don't respect. I, I, I don't respect. Go ahead. Sorry. I I don't respect somebody that hey, come on the show or. Meet me face to face. Let's have a conversation. No. Two, come I, on the show. I got these things to ask you about. No. Prue Beidler and Susan Garrity won't. Garrett. Garrett. Don't. Garrett. We just had Garrity. <laughs> That's Gar no relation. Now, right. I, 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 again, and I agree with you, Pete. I mean, I respect Prue until she did what she did. I but mean, her she, her if she would have just come on and said, you know what, first off, if I, you know, if I don't get elected or nominated by the caucus, she should have said, you know, because she knew that she was going to run no matter what, either via the caucus support or on her own. If she said no, she would have been tossed out. First off, yeah. she lied. So then she went through the process of, you know, okay, I didn't get it. So now I'm going to leverage what I know about the caucus and it's warts or whatever, and I'm going to twist it on them. And I mean, that's just that if she would have just said, you know what, I didn't get it. 
but I'm going to run on my own. More respect for her that way and see what happens. No, she had to then go back and start manipulating the process to get more people to believe her that she got screwed. And she didn't get screwed. She didn't get screwed in any way. She got three times. She got turned down by three separate caucuses. So that tells me that something was wrong in her interview process. And Joe, Joe, all the data that's been put out there and my new catchphrase is, you know, is it true Prue and Sue? <laughs> not even the, their handlers, not even their uh, echo chambers can say yes, it's or no, it's not true. Right. Right. That's so a very good point. I mean, when I put out the um, and you can go to tinyurl.com slash pay to play Prue um, and get a, read the list of all her um, campaign donations. But when I did that or when you called out or when that article came out over the weekend uh, last weekend about Kim uh, Fox, about about the uh, uh, Kim Fox, the specific we just thought she was supporting Kim Fox because she believed in Kim Fox as state's attorney. But now we're seeing that, you know, her daughter in law got a job with uh, Kim Fox's office and with and with the Chicago mayor's office, where she also gave money to Lightfoot and Emanuel, um, you know, that. Um, is it true? No one can. No one can deny this. No one's. They, they'll they'll attack you as the messenger. They'll attack the Lake County Gazette because yeah, I mean, no <laughs> one. What Prue? What Prue should really do? If I was advising Prue, and let, like like she's going to take advice from me, but um, oh, or me, if I was, I would have her come on your show. I would have her sit on your show with you two guys and answer these questions. Well, I, I think but that that when you talk about advising. Prue has gotten a lot of advice from prior aldermen that were friend that are friends and have told her this is a mistake from you know the overall process in the city, yeah. but also personally, she's damaging herself, whether she wins or not. I mean, the the irreparable damage personally and what she's going about because each time it's like a different call a lie or a spin whatever it might okay. be i mean i mean they've brought in the railroad stuff already again i mean you Ray know lincoln well the thing is this whole railroad issue it's like you know you're spin they're spinning it like you know she's gonna change it the city has no control over what the railroad wants to do if they want to build it, they're going to build it. And they keep spinning like, oh, we're going to change it. We're going to, you know. Well, she yeah. gave so much money to, to Jan Schakowsky and uh, and uh, Brad Schneider that maybe she can just call them up and have them. But, no, but, but, the, but they're not going to be able to do anything. If, if the railroad well, decides to do what they want to do, they're doing it. Whether okay. Glenview or all the. Yeah. And, and I lived in Glen. I used to live in Glenview when that last railroad debate occurred and i appreciated what randy tack said on on your show about how glenview spent all this money on consultants and and lobbyists and they they paid they bought out they paid for yard signs that people were putting in their house and i'm like the railroad company's going to drive by all these houses and care about these yard signs i don't think so <laughs> um the, the village of glenview uh, spent a lot of money on this but that wasn't what affected the outcome of it it it's you know it 
to, to your point, Scoo, it's get, if you know this is a greater issue than any one city or even a group of cities pulling together. I mean, yeah, they can go right. meet with their congressman and their U.S. senator and stuff. Yeah, we're going to do what they want to do. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and the and, other thing about that is, you know what? Raise your hand. Living in Lake Forest, if they got to build a side track or something, and oh, guess what? Now Lake Forest has a stop to Milwaukee. All those people screaming, if that ever was to happen, against it, that get on the train and say, I love this. I can just ride up to Milwaukee now. Raise your hand, people, if you, you wouldn't like that. I know I would. How about everyone going to the Springsteen concert last night? They could have jumped on the train in Westlake <laughs> Forest and gone up to Milwaukee and then jumped on it back to come home. Hey. <laughs> All right, let's so, get on to the ne- let's get on to the next thing, guys. So if Prue won't answer come on the show, she or her or handlers and supporters won't answer the question, is it true, Prue and Sue? You have the debate coming up with the League of Women Voters. And there is a picture floating around from a parade where Prue Beidler's marching front and center with a League of Women Voters sign. <laughs> wow, Scoo, how I is it, can you get a fair shake if that's who's running the parade for the League of Women Voters, or am I looking well, at it wrong? Uh, let's rewind what six <laughs> or seven or six months ago when we were talking about this. And we said, you know, that's going to be interesting if someone runs on the ticket of, you know, it's time for a woman, that the only group that has a debate, so to speak, for candidates is the League of Women Voters of Lake Forest and Lake Bluff. Now, I know they claim that it's going to be not, they have an outside person come in and all that to, you know, regulate it or the, the conversation. No agenda. But. I mean, you got to, I believe you have to submit your questions and all that. And you know, if I have a question, is that going to get, you know, bypassed? So I don't know. I just think it's, um, I don't know. Well, that's Wednesday, we'll March, March 15th. I don't think, I don't think that conversation is going to drive who gets elected. Um, I think it's, you know, who shows up there and, uh, you know, what questions and how the candidates handle the questions, but I just don't think the League of Women Voters is that powerful in the community to, to drive. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it, it certainly gives the appearance of of um, uh, of a lack of objectivity. There's no question. That said, um, my experience, I, I was in candidate debates back when I ran um, the goal in those debates for a candidate is to come out of there without saying anything offensive. <laughs> a gotcha moment, you know, uh, something or, or something really stupid or something that they'll hold against you. So um, most I, everybody in that room is going to be a supporter of one of the candidates. Probably. Right. Are they going to air it on the Internet or, t- uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, they usually, I think the last time this occurred they had it on their on the internet or something or on their website i think it was but um you know it's just i just think it's just going to be you know it's a conversation more than a debate 
So, you know, questions are asked and then, you know, the candidates answer them. But um, I don't know. I just, I honestly, I just don't think she can, Prue can sit up there and answer questions like that in a um, environment where there's an opposing view, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, like it, but see, your point of, our point of, um, I'm not sure what impact it has in the election. Um, you know, these aren't, it's not like a presidential debate where every TV station breaks into prime yeah. time to cover it live and, and everything. So it, it's good that they're having it. I'm glad that, that it's happening. I wish that um, the uh, League of Women Voters didn't have this shadow cast over them by uh, the fact that crew marched in their float or whatever that picture is. But, um, you know, and maybe there'll be some undecided voters with some with some legitimate issue questions. Though, again, how if the mayor doesn't do anything, then what what are the questions you want to ask him? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there's questions on like example is the railroad is to answer questions on how the he envisions how the city is going to work you know, either way on it. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm going to invoke uh, martial law. And like, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's the, the council, you know, decides he got, they guide the council and work with the city and get to shake hands with other mayors and take pictures and all that. But, you know, I mean, there are some duties they do, but again, it's not like it's, you know, going to change the world. But you use the key word there, envisions. And the mayor, you know, Peru is trying to have it both ways. Like it, right. that she she wants to tell you what she envisions on certain issues. But then when we bring up these other issues, oh, well, the mayor has no control. over. Yeah, that. like here, here's an example. She envisions more of a a better, better way to develop development occurs in Lake Forest. OK, that's great. But I guess here's the question is. When these boards and commissions uh, decide the building review board or plan commission or, you know, the um, historical or historical preservation commission decide on something, you know, and it goes to city council for a vote, you know, if five people or four, you know, vote for it on the council, she's not involved in it. So it's how are you going to do your better yeah. development when you don't really have a say in it, and I guess, you know, back to you, Pete, is like, oh, she's going to deny every... Well, like Walden, she's saying, you know, I'm going to stick up for the historic uh, district, and she... <laughs> Ten years ago, she tried to... Right? And well, then and she's... I, I guess, you know, to get to your, you know, she's going to populate, you know, boards and commissions with who she wants. She can do that, but again, I mean, here's here's kind of the rub is someone get moved gets moved up to the mayor for appointment. The mayor, you know, it brings that to the council. You know, I'm bringing Pete Jansen's up for the Historical Preservation Commission, and then the council votes to approve it. So I mean, it's like what what's stopping the same process, Scoot? I'm sorry. I always I look at the worst case scenario and I hope for the best. OK, 
what's stopping oh if this works for the mayor selection then why wouldn't it work for the alderman selection what's so you that? have well you can run this contested election for the alderman right then sure. you own you own the city council okay why didn't why didn't there's three aldermen coming out why weren't there any uh if, if proves this whole you know change the process and fix the process why didn't Prue have a slate of candidates running against the caucus. Why is she the only one running against the caucus? You know, well, yes, they I, can all, everyone on the school board, everyone on the aldermen that are on the slate, I think there's three aldermen and three or four or five, or maybe. Well, I think it board. started with Nancy Novit. You saw Where, what she's where's doing the list now. Of, but I'm just saying, where's the list of, you know, Nancy Novit. If Prue Who? wanted to really kind of change things, Pete, where's yeah. her slate of candidates? Yeah, it's a good, it's a very good point, Scoot, that she's not. It's, this is all about Prue. I know that's that's my point. I'm trying yeah, to make. It's like, like you know, it, if she's really looking change, for the city, where is her slate? Yeah, she doesn't have a slate, and that's the whole. That's the funniest thing about it is that you're so against the process, but yet you and your team aren't. You're supporting the aldermen and the school board and all that, that the caucus slated with Randy. <laughs> Scoot, all I'm saying is, look, is it going to happen? Is it 100% certain? No. Okay. But me seeing what happened, which is so funny and ironic that Jamie Moorhead is now the, <laughs> he's riding the lead horse for Prue Beidler. He's the one that got screwed over by Nancy Novit for <laughs> alderman. And okay. I guess he's one of the examples of, you know, there's flaws in the system. Yeah, I know. But that's one person, though. Nancy Novich, she's checking out of everything, right? She's well, yeah. abstaining from voting. And that that's it starts there. That's all. Right. Keep an eye out. If nobody, if we and don't point I, it out, who's going to point it out? Right. And all I'm saying is there's flaws in the the committee selection process. And, and Cruz not going to change that if she's mayor. It has to start you know, with the caucus itself and going back to selecting people, you know, not necessarily they're coming to you to, I want to be X, Y, and Z committee member or alderman. It's, it's going out and shaking the bushes like they're supposed to and finding people that are raising their hand and say, I want to volunteer and help the community. And that's what the some of the problems are right now is that they're not doing that. And it's hard. I'm not going to kid you. I was part well, of it. It's hard. Well, but when you have executive members that are hosting the events for the contested party, again, there's flaws in it, and it's got it. That's got to change. But you know, that's. I, I think you know. I, th I think treason is a flaw. So, well, so again, you jump to the you know like treason. Come on, Pete. I mean, it's it's not true. If you're you're the executive committee for the caucus, and you have somebody who's trying to disrupt it. And yeah, you and you know what? They, they yeah. should have had the, the president of the caucus should have asked them that, that person to step down. And that person well, should have stepped down too. Well, he will but in about no less than a month. I command you know, the. Do you think that she would, if she were to win, she would take over the caucus? Because I've seen that in other communities. No. She can't. How? Well, yeah, how? She brings all her people in. How? Again, I'm going to ask how. I gave you a couple examples, Scoo. Well, tell me. Okay, give me your example again, Pete. Nancy Novit. What about her? She's an alderman. Yeah. Okay. Can you get another Nancy Novit in? Can... How did it go, Joe? I don't know. I'm a novice hey, hey, on this. Pete, Pete, you didn't. You didn't listen to what I just said. Is you know okay. when, when Nancy Novit gets get, 
Nancy Novick got brought up to the caucus through the caucus process, and then it went to the mayor for approval. I can guarantee you when that that was a vote by the aldermen, you know, the mayor just doesn't, you know, it's got to be, you know, approved. Unfortunately, it's rubber stamped. I can guarantee you some people that, that voted for her to be on the uh, uh, council are second guessing that. And that's the process that it's got to be changed where it's even more, you know, solidified with questioning before just rubber stamping it. And the mayor does not have, and I can guarantee you this whole process is being re-looked at just from the fact that a mayor can appoint someone, yes, but the council's got to approve it. I hate to be the smartest guy in the room, and that's why Joe is on the on the show. What what should we look out for? What have you seen out there? Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but like what should people are watching this and they're trying to make an informed decision. Not a lot of people go out to vote. Yeah, they should be watching I, this then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some but of some of, the, we, some of your uh, negative commenters there, Pete, uh, would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you know what I've been involved in local government, but I've also been involved in you know uh, state government and campaigns and stuff. And I I really think Lake Forest has a good thing going. With um, this is a great place to live. We chose to live here. Um, a lot of people are, are choosing to live here, and then you got. You know, lifetimers like Scoo um, here. This is a great community, um, and the, the the city government is run very well. Very pleased with the services. Um, then you have, and and I like the fact, you know, that um, Randy is not a politician. Um, I don't think he's given any money to any campaign other than the caucus. Um, again, I don't know him. But you know he's he's a surgeon during the day. I mean, so he's a, he's a you know a citizen uh, servant here. Um, Who was asked I'm, to do it? Yeah, I, I'm troubled by someone. Even forget the partisanship for a second, but just someone, and they have every right to do it. It's nothing illegal. It's you know this is America. You can do what you want, but then we have a right to object to it. I, I'm very troubled. Someone just saying, you know what? I want to be mayor so bad. I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars, and 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 I'm going to get a state senator to uh, come out and endorse me. And who knows who else she's going to have? We don't know. She she talks about transparency. We don't know where she's spending her money. She hasn't disclosed her expenditures to the state board of elections. We caught three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. Yeah. So, but she's she's put in over a hundred. Believe me, all the mail she's put in the mailboxes and all yeah. these web ads she's doing, it's more she spent more than three hundred dollars. Um well, she doesn't have to put the receipts till the day before, you say? Yeah, but if you're for transparency, why don't you yeah. be transparent and tell us right you you know, tell us right away what you're spending on. Um, but here here here's and you caught, you know, in that whole thing about the railroad debate, they they took your an excerpt from your show and put it on a YouTube channel. And you found that the YouTube the, the YouTube channel was hosted by a guy who's worked on Democratic political campaigns. So I'm sure he's not doing this out of the goodness of his heart. He's getting paid, that's fair. But who else has she got? Is she gonna, is, is she gonna bring in the Lake County Democratic Party to come in and mark, walk precincts for her? I mean, where, where, else, where else is this going? That she's taken what should be citizen involvement, just 
nice local elections here in a, in a very well-run community and and blew it, blown it up with all this money and and I would argue all the partisanship. And and, and again, I would agree absolutely. But I would look at also if I'm voting is first off, the city is run spectacularly. Not yes. by city council, not by the mayor, but by the city staff. And working with those boards and commissions, you know, people move here for, you know, everything about Lake Forest, not necessarily the caucus process, but because of everything in there is because of how our government runs and operates. Yeah, Joe, why'd you move here? You're less well, than a variety of reasons. I mean, um, did, Joe, did you move here to go, God, there's a caucus system here in the in yeah, town? I said, I said town. let's move to where there's a caucus. <laughs> no. I, uh, I had known, actually, one of my first jobs was in Lake Forest uh, back in the 1980s. School, you, um, do you remember the haagen ice cream shop on sure. Deer Path? It's now the Pizza Bakery. Yeah. The owner of that one also owned the one by Niles North and Old Orchard, and he bought that one and offered me double offered us double pay to uh, go work there so i worked for about a year in downtown lake forest and then you know uh, again niles northeast of plan but then we had been attending church here in lake forest for a number of years at christ church uh, lake forest you had um, one of our pastors on a show about a year ago um and you know we have actually one of our kids um had more friends in Lake Forest High School than in the high school back where we lived. And um, just there was an opening of a, and my wife works here in Lake County. Um, so um, just there happened to be a house that um, someone told us about that was um, on the market through a realtor that we knew and a mutual friend and all came together like, hey, let's let's go to Lake Forest. And I've been very, very happy that I, I learned about the Newcomers Club, thanks to your show. Um, been to some great events uh, as part of that. They they do, I was gonna tell your uh, Tommy earlier, they do, a, a the guys do a, a bar meetup every uh, month and they rotate between Lake Forest, Lake Bluff and Highwood. So we'll be sure to try and get the, their place on the Highwood uh, rotation. Stools. What's that? Old stools. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a terrific, I mean, just, you, you, you should do a show guys on the dump and interview the guys at the dump, because that is a great, um, service that most communities don't have, where you can just take your stuff out there and everything. Um, uh, but this is, a I thought, I thought this was the dump. Do you ever have garbage pick up twice a week in your community as well? No, as, uh, and the only other community recycles? that I had it was Skokie had twice a week and they just got rid of it. So I think Lake Forest is the last community and I hope it stays. I really do. Oh, and, will. you know, back to back to though the mayor, I'll give you an example, though. Um, I, I I never lived in Northbrook, but I, I lived next to Northbrook and Glenview um, and Northbrook was, I mean, it's not Lake Forest, but Northbrook had a nonpartisan municipal government. Um, a, a, I don't know if they called it a caucus or what, but they had a very similar setup. And gradually what started happening was the local democratic organization there started slating people, running people, putting money behind them and stuff to where now that whole village government is the whole board, the mayor there, is our Democrats 
Um, and they, they don't hide it. They sit at the front table of the Northfield Township Republican, uh, Northfield Township Democratic Party dinner next to Governor Pritzker. They just voted in a 10 cent bag tax of, uh, you know, every time you go to the grocery store, a, a 10 cent bag tax. So when you say the mayor doesn't necessarily have power, I, I, I'll go with that, Scoop, but over time, if they if they start running, if the Democratic organization comes in and starts, or, or the Republican organization, I don't want either party doing that. Um, but if they start coming in, are they going to start doing things? You know, where do, does Prue does Prue support a, a tax on bags at, at Jewel? Um, does does Prue support that? You know, she gave money to to uh, Rahm Emanuel, who put in the the the, the or uh, Tony Preckwinkle, who put in the soda pop tax in Cook County. Oh, the, you know, are, are those things that they they could <laughs> they could do? I, yeah, I mean, um, I guess, here? yeah, they could. But I, I just just think it's it is too difficult for one person like her to all of a sudden, if she does win, change. Things. There's too much pushback, particularly with the whole process. Yeah, you have infiltrators or whatever you want to call them in, in the caucus. Pro but I just think there's just too much where. It, you run into, you know, I, I can't imagine that. I would be shocked either party all of a sudden takes over the caucus thing. I mean, I guess I just look at it as, you know, when I was serving, um, you didn't know politics, who's who, which was the, the beauty. I think you knew some people, but the process worked so well through for 88 years because of, you know, checking the, checking your partisanship at the door, whether you wanted to or not, but you could, pull out those people that are so partisan that you're like, yeah, you don't want to be on there. But, um, you know, I would just say, you know, when you're voting for this election, it's like, look at the past mayors. Every, it, it, you're, you're stewarding the process. You're not overtaking the process of being a mayor. You're stewarding the whole process for the city for that short time. And I, I, I would challenge you, you know, I look at the past 10 mayors, I couldn't tell you what political party they represent. And I think that's fantastic. I mean, I, that's just me, but unless yeah, you're but looking up each school, mayor, school, unless you're looking up each mayor and saying that, but my point is, you know someone that is now running that is pure partisan, which, you know, being partisan in Lake Forest in an elected office contradicts the Lake Forest process, caucus process. And that could prove to be not good, but I don't think it's going to be one where someone like her, if and if she did win, is going to, you know, flip everything because she's not that smart enough to do that. The difference between now and elected, then, Scoot, if she was elected mayor, you would see her flip flop so quick of how she supports the caucus process and everything else. Guaranteed you that, and but she's she's doing what she's doing because she's being coached by people that think there's some gift that at they, the end of the rainbow. And um, no, there's a method to the madness school. I'm just I telling you with, with social media, it's turned into an identity thing. It's I different know. from back when you were doing it, you and identify well, with your party now. Okay. So that that's where you get into this echo chamber yeah, stuff I, and you can influence. That, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. They're, they're, when I was in uh, when I, Northfield Township, the last election was right after the January 6th 
riots, uh, insurrection, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they were the Northfield Democrats were making everything into a referendum on <laughs> January 6th. These local races, school board, city village board, um, you know, township office, all these local offices where you had good people on both sides. And if you didn't go with Team Blue, you might as well have been one of the people that stormed the Capitol that day. That's how. That's how vitriolic it got. And social media brings that out. You see a lot of the people that challenge you, Pete, on when you challenge Prue and a lot of people defending Prue on social media, they still have the, you know, the, the profile, the picture with, you know, uh, uh, I got vaccinated. One of the candidates for president, um, <laughs> you know, and, and like I said, and it cuts both ways. I, I, if Dick Uline was, I, I wouldn't want Dick Uline running for mayor of Lake Forest either. Well, I mean, yeah, know, and I, 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 guess, just, I guess the point, you know, Pete, to disagree with what you, you said, it, you know, yeah, social media and everything has changed things from when I was on the caucus. Absolutely. But you know what? It's it's actually a uh, something that's good for the caucus to utilize. I mean, if I was... If I was a ward chair like I was and I was today and I'm trying to fill spots on nine spots on the third ward, one of the first places I would look if Pete Jansen's is applying to be, you know, on the caucus committee, you know, would be looking at their social media because the first thing is, you know, can you check your bipart your partisanship at the door? And some of these people that are out there posting all this stuff right away take themselves out of the game. Of part of being nonpartisan, and that's kind of where you know the caucus needs to be, and they're not. They're picking their friends that are, you know, because they're lazy and they don't want to go interview people and find people. So they're they're doing the. They don't have choices. Joe, how do we get more people to come out and vote? We'll end it there. It's easier to vote in Illinois than any other state. I mean, (laughs) multiple times. Yeah. That's Cook County. No, uh, but you know, uh, we're talking twenty five hundred to four thousand votes for it's, mayor. It's been pathetic. Now, I think I think the combination of this, um, you know, this uh, simmering with Prue versus Randy, as well as the um, Lake Forest High School referendum, I, I I suspect the turnout will be a little bit higher. But look, Chicago just had the, the, the vast majority of people in Chicago in that first runoff. Uh, didn't vote in that. So moment I don't of know, silence. Unless, uh, what's that? Moment of si- silence. Lori Lightfoot. Okay. <laughs> but you may miss her after Brandon Johnson becomes mayor. But that's, <laughs> um, but no, seriously, the, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 because unless it's on Fox or MSNBC, most people don't pay attention anymore. We've become so in our little cable TV silos that, you know, people, there's a lot of people in this town included that know more about what's going on in Washington than they do in their own neighborhood, you know, and that's unfortunate. Um, and, and, you know, and that's what we're trying to do s- here. Yeah. I, know, I think this is a great, I think you guys doing this podcast is great. As Scoo said, I think Alderman could do use social media to their advantage uh too so i hope i just want everyone to know look like i said at the beginning prue has a right to run prue has a right to donate money to who she wants to donate 
But I have a right to, to let the voters know about that and let them think about that as part of their um, decision-making process. Yeah, we're and vetting. It should, should be more focused on Randy and the slate yeah. than giving Prue that time of day. And yeah, you're right. You're right. That's absolutely right. I mean, Randy kind of, you know, and that's the shame of it. Like Randy, uh, again, I don't know any of these guys. I, I hope to meet them. Uh, but uh, Randy seems like a, a dedicated uh, citizen. Um, you know, he's a, an orthopedic surgeon. He clearly doesn't need to be doing this. Well, I, you know, I, well, I just want to say to him, why do you want to take this beating from people online and, and all this being accused of everything they're, they're trying to accuse him of? But Randy followed the process um, that you have with the caucus. And I think Randy would continue that tradition of good government uh, that Lake Forest has had for so many years. Randy, well, Randy was asked to volunteer and be an alderman in the third ward did a phenomenal job. Then he was asked a couple of years later or whatever it was to ask to interview and run for mayor. Um, didn't raise his hand and say, I want to be mayor. Was asked by the caucus as well as other people to say, you know, would you throw your hat in the ring? We'd like, you'd be a good candidate. And sure enough, he was, and he is. And, um, that's what the community has to do. This is how our process is. It's worked this way. We, you know, it, you can vote for whoever you want. But Joe, you want to you want to know more about Randy? Monday, Duffers, uh, have a drink with uh, around with Randy. Monday, March thirteenth, four thirty to six thirty at Duffers, nine fifty Northwestern Avenue. You know what that's down the road from, Scoo? My house. The Lantern. You know who was at the Lantern last night? With you. really bad, really bad parking etiquette. Like Prue and Sue uh were having a little, you know, powwow. Well, she posted, she posted that she was there. She yeah. put on there, hey, enjoying. She's doing like the she's doing the which is a, a good politician thing to do. She's going around to all the different restaurants and shops and posting pictures. I bet she won't do one at Gerhardt's. But so, so um, <laughs> when you're saying it was a bad parking job, she did the Lake Forest Park. Well, park. he apparently like saw that she was there and was well, like you. What she did? Well, she you was, got the senator. She was going, she was going uh, north and decided to cross over the double yellow line because there's a parking spot on the south side, and she parked halfway into both spots. Is that what you're saying? That's a Chicago parking job when you're a senator. How long do you get to keep those plates, Joe? Forever? Forever. Wow. <laughs> SSG. Yeah, with the special retired um, uh, senator. She was she was in both the House and the Senate. She took over from the late, great Kareen Wood, who oh. was from Lake Forest. Right. Um, who was uh, the state rep? And then when when she became lieutenant, when Kareem became lieutenant governor, um, Garrett became the the state rep. And then when they redistricted, um, I believe Susan Garrett beat Kathy Parker back in '02. But so, and then I think she was in there for ten years. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, All I ten, know is that years. parking sucks in town. And then the senator yeah. takes up two spots with her Porsche. Is that what in front of a small business? In front of a small it, business. Oh, it's a Porsche. Well, the UAW is not going to like that if she was still in office. But oh, yeah. 
Say it ain't true, Sue. Say it ain't true. I just Sue. like, you know, look, people are free to do what they want, but yeah. but then don't be don't don't get all upset when other people say, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? You're doing this and this yeah. and this. Let's please explain. Yeah, um, so answer the questions people are asking, not avoid the, them. The questions right. still stand. Here, let's just sum up with the questions. Prue, if you would come on the show right now. You already took care of number one. Uh, you you are partisan. You 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 got rid of the nonpartisan. Thank you very much. Uh, protecting the historic district. Uh, we have a question because of Walden. Is that is that correct? I don't really care about that. Oh, okay. Well, people that are living by the I, library. I want to know why she uh, why she subverted the process and told the caucus That's, one thing and lied. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, having Susan Garrett go up to small businesses and, and make the threat that they're going to get a boycott if they don't take down Randy's sign. Is it true? Yes or no? Did Susan Garrett right. do that? All these people that I saw it myself and other people have, have, uh, messaged me, but I want to hear from Prue. Did Sue do that? I'd like to hear from Sue. Sue, you do all the talking when Prue's going to go, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Million dollars. <laughs> Susan needs to answer that. Why uh, Why she feels she needs to do that. She gave, just for the record, uh, Prue gave Susan Garrett $4,000 in campaign donations over the years. And so, of course. Pay to play <laughs> Prue. Hey, Prue, if it's not true, Sue, if it's not true, Come on the show, pay your due. Like that, Scoo? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Guys, great job. Joe Weiss, thank you for coming on the Lake Forest Podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Looking forward to seeing at the Lantern. Maybe, maybe, and maybe Prue and Sue will join us. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents, great job. See ya. All right. All right. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of Longboat Key, Florida. Experience their shark beach fishing, kayak tours, and fossil hunting. Go to SharkGuyOutdoors.com to schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parnell get a free market analysis now at ForestBluffRealEstate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Their cannabis culture cultivation center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich. They focus on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest's own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. Paul Hammond, candidate for Lake Forest Mayor, April 4th, 2023. He's a lifetime resident of Lake Forest, licensed professional engineer in Illinois, registered energy professional in Chicago, Purdue electrical engineering graduate, BSEE 1979, commodity trader for over 40 years. He's running on the issues of stopping the plastic grass in Lake Forest parks. Because every 10 years, the plastic field needs to be replaced because of deterioration and wear. Email paul.hammond.p 
E-E at gmail.com. We'd also like to say that we're thankful for patron supporters, Reverend Lupac from the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, Dan Rogers, and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop in Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern in Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.